Lekutu Sichas Chelik Yud Zayin Parsha Achrei Sichah Gimel When I gave them video from Kayin Godel I found Sireh In regards to the In this week's Parsha To the uh, confession that the Kayin Godel made When he was sending away The Sire The uh, the goat that was going to the Azazel To be pushed off the mountain Zog the Pasuk The Pasuk there says Vizvada Olav and you shall confess upon this goat as kol avaynus b'nei Yisrael, all the sins using the word avaynus of the Jewish people. That's kol pishayhem, another word for sins. Lachol chataisem, a third word for sins. Um, from them learned up Rameir. From this Rameir um, derives in the Sechta Yuma, as the seder from vidu is that the order of when a when a Jew confesses as a part of tshuva. Ketzad Mizvada, as he says, how does one confess? Avisi, Pashaiti, Vachatasi. That's the order of the sins that he should uh, he should uh, mention because that's how the Pasik says it. Avaina is first, Pishayim, and Chatasim. The Chachamim of Ahalten is Rameir. The other sages disagree with Rameir. Because they say the word Avaina refers to deliberate sins, sins that you did knowingly. The word pshayim refers to sins that were committed out of rebellion. Worse than doing a sin deliberately, knowingly, you did it in order to rebel against Hashem. So that's the worst kind of sin. The word chatos refers to an inadvertent sin, a sin that you didn't know that you were committing a sin, you didn't realize that it was a sin, and so on. And therefore, so if you already confessed, as Reb Meir says, that you should start with which mentions the deliberate sins and even the ones that you were rebelling through. With a question mark, should he now go back and confess also for the inadvertent sins? If he already confessed the very serious sins, what's he going back and talking about sins that he didn't even know he was committing? So therefore, the order doesn't seem logical the way Reb Meir does it. So therefore, they say, no, the say that it is, the order should be, I committed chatasi, which means inadvertent, b'shoigig, Avisi, I did knowing sins knowingly, and Pashaiti, I even did sins in which I intended to rebel against Hashem. Shaykhaz dem vidivas yeder is mechuyiv to zogn venetutshuva. In regards to the confession that one must make when they do tshuva, paskun the Ramam, the Ramam rules as follows. Ketzad misvadim, how do you confess? Oymeri says, Ona Hashem, O Hashem, chatasi avisi Pashaiti. In the order that the Chachamim said, Lefanecha before you, and I did so and so, mentioning a sin, Nichamti, and I regret it, and I'm ashamed of my uh, behavior, and I will never again do something like that. And this is the main body, that's what confession means. These are the words that make up what a confession is. Vaiter of Brinkter of the Rambam, but a little further the Rambam says, about the confet. There he was talking about in the context of Tshuva, but then when he talks about what you're supposed to say on Yom Kippur specifically, 
So he says, Yisrael, the confession that is the common practice of all Yidin, is to say, that we, however, we sinned, kulonu, all of us, and that is the the main body of the confession. Simply chatasi. When Azoi Vert Gepaskantin Tur and Ramah, that's how the Shukhanorach, the Tur and the Ramah, Obaloshim from Alten Rebbe and Shukhanorach, and then the way the Alten Rebbe writes it in his Shukhanorach, Im Amar Stam Chatasi, if he said only Chatasi, Yatsu Dide Mitzvah, Vidu, he fulfills the Mitzvah of Vidu. So Chatasi is enough to fulfill the Mitzvah. Dafen Verstehen, so we have to understand. Von Stimus Loshna Nau is mashma adavide beloshen chatosi alein is genug. So from the way it's written in the, the Rambam, the Shulchanor, the Alter Rebbe, that if you say chatosi and don't say nishzogin digavisi pashaiti and leave out davisi pashaiti, it's enough for all sins. In other words, even though he didn't commit only inadvertent sins, he may have done some deliberate sins too. But if you say chatasi, the Rambam says that that is the main vidui. The Alter Rebbe says the same thing, that he fulfills his mitzvah just by saying chatasi. Uh, yeah, but it would seem, how is it? Why should it be that saying I committed an inadvertent sin, why is that enough? How does that cover? He is confessing that he did inadvertent sins, but in fact he did much worse. He did knowing sins and even rebellious sins. So why is it enough to say chatasi? And through this you fulfilled your obligation to confess. Base. Even though the main, as the Alter says, the Iker Havidui, or no, the uh, the Rambam says Iker Havidui, the main body of the Vidui is to say Chatosi. When there is Yitzah, the mit mitzvah Vidui, and he fulfills the mitzvah of Vidui, as the Alter says, Lechatchila Aber, that is only if that's all you said, so you'll fulfill your obligation. But what should you do? The be- the the proper way to do it is. In order to fully fulfill the mitzvah of confession, one needs to say, as the Rambam said earlier, Ona Hashem, O Hashem Chatosi Avisi Pashaiti. He has to mention all three. But in and I regret it. and I'm ashamed of my behavior. and I will never do this again. So that's what one should say, even though if he only said Chatosi. He was Yitzh. Nochmer even more. In Sefer HaMitzvah Zog the Rambam, this he said in Yad HaZokeh, in Sefer HaMitzvah the Rambam says, as in vidui is men oich koil bakoshes kapora, that in part of the confession, confessional prayer also is that you should ask Hashem to forgive you for the sin. Biyavakesh kapora, he should ask for atonement. In addition to saying, I've, uh, I did all these sins and I regret them and I will never do them again, you should also mention, and I ask for atonement, please forgive me. So it comes out, that in Vidui there are two components to it. Number one, this is the main body of the Vidui, or the mitzvah of Vidui, as Alter Rebbe puts it, the mitzvah of confession. For that it's enough to simply say chatosi. Then there is the second component, which is shleimus avidui. 
to do it to do the the vidu in the most proper way, full and uh, capture every aspect of it. Which includes a number of other details, as the Rambam gives a number of details. When we find a similar thing in regards to tshuva in general, not just about the confession, which is a part of tshuva, but the very idea of tshuva itself. There is what makes up the mitzvah of tshuva, and the shleimus for mitzvah tshuva. And then there is the capturing all the components of tshuva. As will be explained about tshuva, how it breaks down into two separate components, it will be explained further on. And therefore one could say, that since the confession is not just simply a small detail in tshuva, nor does was tshuva shubalev dibor, but rather, vidui means that that which you feel in your heart, the regret, and that you will never do it again, and that to, you know you recognize your sin, it has to be verbalized. It's not enough to just feel it in your heart. You have to verbalize those feelings. Therefore, since vidui is a part of tshuva, uh, an essential part of tshuva, so therefore, vidui also has these same two components. The ikera vidui, there is, just like tshuva has the ikera tshuva, so the vidui also has the main component of, of vidui. Which expresses the main component of tshuva, the Beloshim and Alten Rebbe. In the Geras HaTshuva, or as the Alten Rebbe writes in Geras HaTshuva, mitzvah HaTshuva, it expresses the mitzvah itself of tshuva. And for that, it's enough to say chatosi, and therefore, you, thereby, you cover the main idea, concept of tshuva. And then there is the second component, the shleimus from vidui, to be able to capture the full meaning of vidui. In that will be expressed the greater meaning of tshuva, not just the narrow. Um, aspect of tshuva where that captures the most important component but rather to capture the full gamut of what tshuva should include and that is expressed in the full vidui as the Rambam says it and for that you need to say mention all of those details that the Rambam expressed so to understand what are the, important, the essential components what are the shleimus components and how they, the vidui interacts with the idea of tshuva? To understand all that, I first have to explain the plukta from tanoim The machlokes that we find in the Gemara between two tanoim about how are, there are they say that tshuva is or atonement is divided into a few different groupings groupings. The Gemara tells us follows. Have you heard the four categories, the four different uh, categories, let's call it, of kapara, of atonement, which Rabbi Shmuel used to teach? 
Omar, so Rabbi Lozman Azariah said to him, it's only three, it's not four. Because tshuva, tshuva is together with each one. Tshuva is a component that comes with each one of the categories. So, and now he explains what he means. Somebody commits a, violates a positive mitzvah. In other words, there was an obligation to do a certain mitzvah and he didn't do it. And he does tshuva. So he is immediately forgiven for it. He gains atonement immediately. If he violated a negative mitzvah, he did something that was not permitted. Tshuva suspends the, in other words, that he will not be punished for it. And then when Yom Kippur comes, it gives full atonement. You gain full atonement for that sin. In the meantime, between Shuvah and Yom Kippur, you're protected from punishment. If he violated an Aveira, which brings with it the serious punishment of Krisa, Kores, or death by the Bezden. In other words, these very serious sins. But also tshuva, and he did tshuva. Tshuva, Yom Kippur, Tshuva, and then when Yom Kippur comes, they suspend punishment, or even death. And then when a person has to go through certain pain, through, through certain suffering, in order for the, for the left, uh, the remnants of the sin to be rinsed away. But somebody whose sin also included Hashem, a desecration of Hashem's name, so then Tshuva doesn't have the ability neither to suspend, in other words, to, to ward off punishment. And Yom Kippur does not have the ability to, to offer atonement, to gain atonement. To that sin, and even going through suffering are not going to rinse away the remnants of that sin. All of those things, all they do is temporarily set it aside. But to gain full atonement for it, only when the person dies. When the person dies, then the sin is forgiven. So Rabbi Lezben Azayah says that there are only three because tshuva comes with all of them. But we have to understand a little better. So the Mepharshim ask about this. Rabbi Lozav and Azariah also listed four different categories. The positive mitzvah, the negative mitzvah, the ones that have Chorus uh, and Mrs. Bezdin, and the Chil Hashem. So how does he say there's only three? He himself listed four. So there are two explanations about how to resolve this issue. Number one is the Pirish from Masha, the way the Masha explains it, and as I state the Pirish from Yashalmi, we have bring Dortarop, and as the Masha himself said, quotes it from the Yashalmi, says that this is found in the Yashalmi, as Tshuva, Vibal Zidav Zainim Kol Echod Vechod, that since Tshuva has to accompany each one of these categories, Therefore, tshuva is not to be counted as one of the separate categories of atonement because it comes with every one of them. The chilukim kapara is the right, 
and the different types of atonement which are reached are only in the three following ones, which are Yom Kippur can bring atonement, Yesurim, uh, suffering can bring atonement, on Misa, and in the most extreme cases, only when a person dies does it bring atonement. That's one answer. The sec- so in other words, the mitzvah's essa is not counted in the Chalukah Kapara, the very first one, since all it takes is tshuva, so it's not a, it doesn't uh, rise to Chalukah Kapara. Number two, the Pirush from Akeda, the way the Akeda explains it, as in the Chalukah Kapara, Verengebrach Nordivas Ha'odom Iskapra Ba'em Bechayev, that Rabbi Nazaria only counts as a, uh, a category of atonement for those which a person can gain atonement during his lifetime. As he, as, as he, it's written that the, the dead are not included in the different categories or the different groupings of atonement. Only those people that did shuva and they gained atonement while they were alive. But once a person is dead, he doesn't go into this division. And therefore, the last one is left out. That's why Chil Hashem is not included into the number of three or four. Because for Chil Hashem, as it's written there, a person only gains atonement when he dies. So therefore, that doesn't count. So according to this Cheshven, the Mitzvah Sessa is included, the uh, Mitzvah Loises are included, the, even the Krisis of Mrs. Bezden is included, but the ones that have Chil Hashem with it, that a person only gains atonement after death, and therefore that's not included in this listing. And that's why it's only three and not four. Is one of the difficulties that we have with the explanation of the Masha is as follows. According to his explanation, you, you, it would come out as the Shinoi un Uftu from Azariah that what is the, how did Rabbi Lozim Azariah change from what Rabbi Moshim or Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Moshim and said? And as he says, it's only three, he insists. Nishar and not four. The difference that he makes is really irrelevant in terms of halacha. Is there anything that one changes in the way one conducts himself as a result of it's only three and not four? No. And it doesn't even say anything about atonement. Vile because both the one who asked the question, he said, "Did you hear Rabbi Shmuel's breakdown of three, of four different uh, divisions?" On Sider Oyner, Rabbi Lozman Azariah, and also Rabbi Lozman Azariah, who responded that it's only three. Sider Beshita Achas, they both agree to everything. As by overall Essa is Genuk Tshuva Alein, they all agree that if he violated an Essa, all he has to do is Tshuva, and nothing more is required. That nothing more is required in order to gain atonement. So the difference is only should that be counted as one of the divisions? In other words, is there a column for that one or is there not a column for that one? 
is tzvishin chalukah In other words, do you say that somebody, the only thing that it requires is tshuva, is that going to be a category onto its own? That's the only difference between Rabbi Lozav and Azariah and Ramasim and So therefore, what exactly are they disagreeing about? Should we make another column in the, uh, in the Excel spreadsheet? That seems to be the only thing that they're disagreeing about. They both agree in every other aspect of how the atonement is gained and so on. So what's the point of such a machloikas? Also, we have to understand in was pasteid the svara from the plukta zwischen Rab Masim Acharosh and wie steht mit der Seft and also wie steht mit der Seft. What is the difference? Never mind what the what they argue about, but why do they argue about? Why does Rab Masim Acharosh and the Tsefta which agrees with him? He says there are four categories. Was halt das Arbachelukapara? Varim tshuva is v'klolam because you should include mitzvahsetza which only need tshuva. When Rabbi Lozav ben Azayi v'salta shloishem and he says no, you shouldn't include mitzvahsetza um, and it's only three. Why do they argue about this? Not never mind what the argument is, but what is behind this argument? Why does he say that it should be three and he say that it should be four? Why does he say that you should include the mitzvahsetza because tshuva? is an important component and it should be a category and the other one says that no what is behind their machlekes the Diba learned the Akeda and that's why the Akeda says differently as that when he says that it's only three categories Rabbi Lozav and Azariah is excluding the last one not the first one the one with Chil Hashem was the mid that over here he's trying to say as kapore is mechayim dafke. What he's saying is there's an important distinction here. Atonement only is atonement is only gained when the person is alive. Only then does atonement count as atonement. But after a person dies, it's no longer uh, there's atonement doesn't happen anymore. It doesn't you can't call it atonement. So that's already a more fundamental difference. Do we call that atonement? He died already, so there's no atonement. That is already a more meaningful dis- uh, dis- disagreement. But even this explanation also needs to be explained. Because even over there, by Hashem we say, it, he will not gain atonement until he dies. That when he dies, he, the neshama does gain atonement, at least the neshama. True, not the guf, as it, the guf together with the neshama. It's only for the neshama itself. Once the neshama is separated from the guf, then the neshama gets atonement. But the neshama is gaining atonement through that. And nothing will be mentioned of this when, he, when a person comes for judgment in the world to come. So then, even according to this explanation, in the end, the bottom line, what's the difference? You, it wasn't even as it happened before death or after death. In the end, the Neshama gets atonement. He did Shuvah, so he gained atonement. So it doesn't matter if it happened before or after. So in the end, 
what's the difference between the two? Rabbi Lozman Azai insists that it's only three because he only gains it after death. But after death, he does gain it. So then why, why the disagreement? What's the point of the disagreement? Talit. At the beginning of Yigeres HaTshuva, the Alter Rebbe begins as follows. We learned in a Brice at the end of Masech Yuma, there are three separate categories of atonement. He says like Rebbe Lozim and Azariah. The Tshuva in Kol Echad and Tshuva accompanies each one. In order to get atonement, all of them need Tshuva, all three. Um bring the Noch, the Drei Bobas. And then he gives you the three, these three categories. Overall mitzvah, if he violated a positive mitzvah, we know already what it is, that you have to do tshuva and that you gain immediate atonement. Overall mitzvah, if he violated a negative, so then tshuva toil of yom kippur machaper, kippur brings the atonement. Overall bezdin, so then yom kippur only toil and Yisurim, suffering is what washes away the remnants. When is the Nach Messiah? At Kan Loshna Brisa. And then he concludes, till here is what the Brisa says. And then he goes on to explain. He doesn't even talk about the one that's the one, the part in the Brisa that talks about Chilashem. He could have at least alluded to it that there's something more in the Brisa by saying the Chulu and so on. There's more there if you want to look it up. Nor the Bava Avral Christmas He doesn't even say the after the third one that if he violated a Christmas Bezdin, which would have uh, alerted us to the fact that there's more written there, even though maybe it's not relevant to what he wants to talk about. But he completely ignores it, he completely leaves it out. The fun is a verstandig. From this we understand, as the Alter Rebbe learned that according to the Alter Rebbe, he sees it. Ados was Rebbe Lozim and Azayi zok shloishahein. That when Rebbe Lozim and Azayi says it's only three, maintets of shoyles and nisht overall mitzvesese, he takes out of the count not the first one because the Alter Rebbe includes the first one. Kepirush Marsha as the Marsha wanted to say, nor chil but he leaves out the third one, Kepir Shakeda, as the Akeda explained it. And that's how the Alter Rebbe lists it, the three which the Akeda says should be included. So this needs to be understood because Lachaira, it would seem, Vas is Negeya in Egeres Achuva. Why is it important in Egeres Achuva, which is what that uh, Sefer is? For the Alter Rebbe is Mavai Mitzvah Achuva, where he's explaining the Mitzvah of Chuva. When Avedis Achuva, Al Derech Anigul, Al Derech he explains how to go about doing tshuva, both from the uh, nigla, halacha, and both all, also the esoteric meaning of it. So magdim zayin, why does he need to uh, to do as an introduction to that, as nor gimel halukika parahim, umidarad gosh, as chil Hashem is nishvachlal, why does he have to make a point of saying, or at least by elimination, of bringing home the point that chil Hashem is not part of it, is not going to be included in kapara. Why, why is that so important? Kemenzogen, as he understands it, so one could say that that's the reason. Durch bringen the chaluk kapara. Gleichen as chalus against the tshuva, because the Alter Rebbe is bringing at, right at the beginning, bringing the, the three categories of atonement. 
is the Alter Rebbe Madgish, he is emphasizing that the Shleimus from Tshuva is dos was he bring the Kapora. He's trying to make the point that Tshuva is seen as fully accomplished once it reaches atonement, once you gain atonement. For the far brengter in Egeres Tshuva, Oich wegen die Taineisim, and that's why in Egeres Tshuva he also talks about different types of fasts which are done uh, by people in order to gain atonement for certain Averis and so on. So he brings, he dwells on that quite a bit. Those fasts are there in order to complete the atonement. Because he's trying to make the point that when is tshuva considered to be complete when one reaches atonement. And that's why at the beginning of, of tshuva, he immediately starts with how one gains atonement for different types of, of Averis. As will be explained a little bit further in Siv Zayin. So therefore, since he's trying to make that point, the mid was is madgish, and by emphasizing as he makes the point to say that there's only three categories, three groupings of atonement. And that chil Hashem is not included in the ones that one can gain atonement for. Is a masbir through this he explains that the inner kapara is, is a tale from Shlemus Mitzat Shuva that atonement as it pertains to completing the process of Shuva on the far darfenes mevaris and igeres Shuva, which is the reason that he explains the whole concept of atonement in igeres Shuva because that's to define what Shuva is or at least the uh, how to complete Shuva does haste. In other words, saying that kapara is what you're trying to reach when you do tshuva. What is the point of tshuva? Tshuva is the, the mechanism, the method by which a yid is able to gain atonement for a sin that he committed. The point that he's making is tshuva as it pertains to gaining atonement only applies to the kind of atonement that you can get when you're alive. But tshuva doesn't include the atonement which is reached after death, the tshuva for tshuva, Because one of the fundamental ideas of tshuva is, is one of the fundamental ideas of tshuva is that tshuva must be done while a person is alive. Tshuva doesn't work after death. As I'll explain a little later, that tshuva is something that only applies during lifetime. And therefore, since tshuva is completed through atonement, so if the atonement is reached only after death, then it doesn't, it's not part of the idea of tshuva anymore, because tshuva only applies during lifetime. And therefore, the kapara, which is reached for Chil Hashem, which happens after death, is not part of this discussion. So till now we've had broad strokes of where we're going to go with this idea, but now we have to explain each one of those details. He tell, told you where, in which chapter he's going to explain each one of these ideas, and now he goes on to explain it. The beer v'cholzeh, hey, the beer v'cholzeh. So to explain this whole matter. Gleich noch in the Breise von Seif Yuma, 
right after he quotes the Brisa from the end of Yuma, Zogdal Tereb, the Alter Rebbe goes on to say, in Egeus HaTshuva, V'hinei mitzvah HaTshuva min ha-toyre yazivus ha-ched bovat. The mitzvah of Tshuva, as it is understood, as it is seen from the Torah perspective, strictly Torah speaking, is one has to stop committing the sin. He has to stop do, committing the sin. That's Tshuva. Sheyigmer v'libay b'leiv sholem, that he has to make a firm resolution with a sincere heart. Leval yoshuv oid l'chsila, that he will not uh, go back to this foolishness of committing such a sin, and he will no longer violate the mitzvah of the king of Hashem, and so on. That's the main component of tshuva. I'm not going to do this anymore. From them, so from, from this, these, this wording that the Alter Rebbe uses, uses, that mitzvah of tshuva from the Torah is merely, only stopping to, to do that sin, is moving by Pashto, so we understand simply, as the Alter Rebbe is the mit shoylul ala andirinyonim, that the Alter Rebbe is saying, that minatayra, the only thing necessary for tshuva, is that you should stop doing the sin. Decide, commit that you're stopping to do that sin. But it does not include, the other components of tshuva, which were mentioned, which is, regret for the sin that you committed in the past, because it's very possible that one should say, okay, I had a good time till now, but I'm not going to do this anymore. He doesn't regret what he did in the past. And then confessing, to actually verbalize the confession and the commitment not to do it again. So that is not included in the Torah's requirement from Tshuva. In Chavis HaLavavis state, in Chavis HaLavavis it says, as oi charotum vidui, that it's also the regret for what you did in the past and the confession alongside the you know the commitment to stop doing it from now on the Kabbalah and not to do it in the future those are the components of Tshuva and then the Chavis uh, says that each one of these components could be divided into many other, you know, smaller components. And it goes through 20 details of mitzvah satshuva, which he calls the conditions of the components of tshuva. That's a lower level than the components of tshuva. Oich Rabbeinu Yoyne in Shari Tshuva also Rabbeinu Yoyne in Shari Tshuva Rechantoiz didrai zachn als yisoydes ha-tshuva he lists these three things Kabbalah Allah osid not to do it in, uh, in the future regretting doing it in the past and vidui and confession those are the fundamentals of Tshuva on Tzvantzigin als ikri ha-tshuva and then he lists 20 things as important components of Tshuva but the fundamentals are these three Similar to the way the Chavis Olavavis also says it. But from them was the Alter Rebbe Zokt, as Mitzvah Tshuva is as if it's a Ched Bovad, but from the fact that the Alter Rebbe says that Mitzvah Tshuva is made up of stopping to do the sin, is Muchach, it's clear, as the Alter Rebbe went on, that Alter Rebbe accepts that what? Hagam Charotum Vidazan from Gidir Tshuva, when you say this Tshuva, that although it's true that Regretting the past and vidui is either you want to call it 
a component of tshuva, you want to call it a fundamental of tshuva, but they do not define what tshuva is in its core essence. In its core essence, tshuva is stop doing the sin. Because the essence of tshuva is stop committing that sin. And that's it, and only that. And therefore, when a person commits to, st- <coughs> to stop doing that sin, he has already fulfilled the mitzvah of tshuva. The tam favos mitzvah tshuva is beikir. The reason why the mitzvah of tshuva is, for the most part, not so much the regret for the past, nor the achlot but rather to commit not to do it again. Not to uh, violate any more sins. Uh, the reason for this is because the idea of tshuva is looking forward. The idea of tshuva is what do you do from now? What do you do going forward? The idea is stop being a Russia. Every time you commit a sin, you're a Russia and start being a tzaddik. That can happen right now. You stop doing sins in the future. You're going to be a tzaddik. But it, it's not so much about what happened in the past. It's more about what's going to happen in the future. So it's not so much about gaining atonement for what happened in the past. That's not the main component of tshuva. The main component of tshuva is looking forward, you shouldn't commit sins anymore, therefore from now on you're in the, get, you're in the category of a tzaddik. Thus haste, in other words. Of course, in fact, what happens is that when you do tshuva, you gain atonement for the past as well. But the atonement isn't what defines how you should do tshuva. That's what, not what the point of tshuva is is not about gaining atonement for the past it's about looking forward to the future and what's going to happen from now one could say even more that the atonement part is only that Hashem decided that if a person resolves not to do it anymore in the future then he in his good heart will give him atonement for the past too in other words, it isn't so much about what the person is attempting to accomplish. It's what Hashem is willing to grant and to gift. The person's purpose of doing tshuva is that from now on he will be doing the right thing. And therefore, even Rabbi Yenu, who, according to him, the regret for the past and the confession is from the fundamentals of tshuva, as he said before. That's why he doesn't include in that as one should ask for atonement. Bakoshes kapora is an inyufant fila, because asking for atonement is something slightly separate from tshuva. It is a prayer that you offer. That when a person does tshuva, he also includes a tefillah, a prayer. Please forgive me what, for what I did in the past. But the tshuva aspect of it is 
I will not do it in the future. That's what the tshuva is. This is a prayer. Please heal me for the past. But it isn't what defines tshuva. It's an additional thing that a person um, prays to Hashem and begs Hashem to give him atonement for the past. Nochmer, and one could say even further on this matter. That gaining atonement for the, for the past is not even an essential component of tshuva. Certainly that it doesn't in any way interfere with tshuva. In other words, what happens if a person were to do tshuva, but he's not going to gain atonement for the past? Would that undermine his tshuva? No, it would not. For instance, as we can see from the fact that there are such sins, bizvi uh, even going so far as like if somebody had a relationship with somebody that is seriously prohibited to him, and the had, they had a child, that child is considered a mamzer, an illegitimate child. That kind of sin, because it already produced a mamzer, an illegitimate child, so doing tshuva does not gain, does not offer atonement, because the child, the facts are there, and you can't just wipe away the facts, the facts are there. When Afo became, so even though atonement isn't achieved through tshuva, as soon as he does tshuva, sincere tshuva, for what he did, the tshuva makes him into a, takes away the sin. It doesn't offer atonement, but he is no longer considered a rasha because he already left that kind of behavior. Now he does the things which our people do, the Jewish people do. He behaves properly. So we see that even if tshuva cannot gain atonement for the sin that you committed, but the tshuva is still considered a, a good tshuva. The tshuva has been accomplished, has been fulfilled. If it didn't, it, the fact that it didn't reach atonement, it didn't bring you atonement, doesn't undermine tshuva. The reason is because atonement is not what makes up. That's not what defines tshuva. And even if you don't reach atonement, tshuva has been done. Zion, Afaplikain still bring the Alter Rebbe in the the Alter Rebbe also in the Tshuva, even though, as we just explained, atonement is not really doesn't define what has to happen in order for Tshuva to be uh, accomplished. Still, the Alter Rebbe in the Tshuva brings also in Yonavveg and Kapara. He still discusses matters of how to reach atonement, as he said before. But from them is Fashtanik as Kapara is in the game is Tshuva. From this, that the Alter Rebbe includes such a big discussion about how to gain atonement for certain Averis. First of all, he says it right at the beginning as the, uh, as the introduction to Tshuva gives you the three categories of comp- uh, atonement. And then he goes on to talk about the fasts and so on, as we mentioned before. So why is that? Why does he include it? Is there Indian in them? So the reason for this is in Tshuva, Zainafaran Tzveinyanim. In Tshuva, there are two aspects to Tshuva. Number one, the Tshuva Atzma the menstrual, there is the tshuva itself, what the person does, that's what he, the, the thing he goes through. Uninyana is the, the purpose of tshuva is that is a forward facing thrust. 
the person looks forward what should I do now now I need to resolve not to do this again then there is another component to tshuva the tachlis and mavukish and mesubah from tshuva what is the point why does a person have to do tshuva why can't he just simply stop doing what he does without resolving going through a whole thing of resolving not to do it just stop doing it so then you won't be a rasha anymore but that's not tshuva Shuva means to resolve not to do it again. Why does he need to resolve? There is a point to this resolution because its purpose is that you want to gain atonement. Atonement. As the Avishas you want Hashem to forgive you for their Avedis, and therefore you make a resolve. You go through the process of Shuva. Until he will be as welcome to Hashem as he was before he committed a sin. Um, as, uh, as he quotes from Yigeres HaTshuva Um, it's sad them Darfen Zayin Suzame Mitaziva Zachet Oich Diander Gidir HaTshuva And for this reason in addition to simply leaving is resolving not to do the sin in, if, anymore which is perfect for looking forward but it needs also those other components of Tshuva Charat Ovar to regret the past and vidui and the confession, because through this you get, you gain Hashem's atonement. But even though that is what you have in mind when you do tshuva, so that you can gain this atonement for the past. And that's when still, as we said before, even the tshuva nishkapare. Even if the tshuva were not able to bring atonement, as in those rare cases. Is a snishma akedemitzah tshuva? It doesn't in any way interfere with your doing tshuva. It doesn't in any way uh, neutralize or undermine your tshuva. Afilin is the poli ikrishalah Certainly not, not even the uh, the main component of tshuva, which is that from now on you're not uh, you're not considered a balaved anymore, a rasha anymore. It does not undermine that, even though it doesn't offer atonement. And even though atonement is a very important part of tshuva, you want it, that is why you're doing it, so that you can gain the atonement. That's why it needs those other components. But even if it doesn't have it, even if you can't gain atonement, the tshuva is still a full tshuva. Ches. Kiyadua, as is well known, is kiyam amitzas dafke the fulfillment of mitzvah only pertains to this physical world that we live in when the neshama is still with a guf and it doesn't pertain to ganeidin where once the neshama leaves the guf that's no longer the time for doing mitzvahs and as our sages explain about the posik in the, that amesim that dead people are free of mitzvahs is kishem v'kiyam amitzvus is when the neshama is in guf. So just like fulfillment of mitzvus is only when the neshama is still in the body. Azoi daf oich zayin the uf to a ikir from kiyam amitzvus. So therefore, the what is accomplished through mitzvus nishdes charabol acher kiyam. We're not talking over here about the reward that a person gets after he fulfills the mitzvus, which is only in the neshama's beganeden. That is for the neshama without the guf beganeden. Nor, but rather what we're talking about as er is mekayim tachlis briyosay, 
that by doing mitzvah, you'll fulf- you're fu- mitzvahs, you're fulfilling the purpose of your creation. I was created to serve my, my master. Or the Pasuk, uh, you are a kingdom of, uh, of priests and so on, to be a holy nation. That's the point of what is accomplished through fulfilling Torah Mitzvahs. Or in the words of Chassidus, that, that the purpose of a mitzvah is that it should establish a connection, because the word mitzvah means connection with the one who commanded the mitzvahs, with Hashem. In other words, the purpose of the fulfillment of the mitzvahs is in order to gain connection with Hashem. So that's what has to be accomplished when a person is alive. Mam in guf. You have to draw this down to when the neshama is in the guf. Um guf Not only uh, no. So these are parts of what you're trying to accomplish through mitzvahs to draw down an oir into the neshama as it is in, while it's still in the guf, and to refine the body itself. That's another component of what uh, you're trying to accomplish by Torah Mitzvahs, as is over, and I clearly close that the goof should also become a, a receptacle for Elikus, that the Neshama can relate, that the goof can relate to Elikus as well, can also receive godly influence. From them is so that's what we're trying to accomplish when, we're, when we do Torah Mitzvahs. From them is movement and the gates of the Mitzvah Tshuva. So from this we understand also in regards to Mitzvah since as we said the purpose the goal of doing tshuva is that it should bring atonement is ikra the kapara in the the main just like in all areas of Torah mitzvahs the purpose of doing a mitzvah is that you should be connected to alakus when you're down here in this world when the, the body is still part of the uh, part of the mix, so also tshuva, tshuva, which the the purpose, the reason why we do tshuva, not the re- maybe not the reason, but the goal that we're trying to achieve when we do tshuva is that Hashem should offer atonement, should give us atonement. We're looking the main um, atonement that we're looking for is the atonement that we achieve when the neshama is in the gulf. That's the point of Torah mitzvahs. On in them in the gufalein. <coughs> so both the uh, atonement which the neshama achieves when it's in the guf, and then the, the guf also is part of that atonement, of that uh, yeah that it receives that atonement. But when we talk about atonement which is reached only because death is what brings that atonement. Even though that part, uh, that component of uh, atonement, the one which is reached only through death, the only way one can get it is if they do tshuva when they're alive. Uh, like on the mitzvahs, which are the avedas, which are chil So only if you do tshuva does death bring the full atonement. If a person didn't do tshuva, that wouldn't bring atonement either. There would be some other requirement. But the point that he's making is that just like everything in Torah Mitzvah has to be achieved when the Neshama is still in the Guf, so the result of, the important result 
of tshuva, which is ato- reaching atonement, only that which is accomplished when the neshama is in the guf rates as having achieved atonement. Because that which, what ha- that which happens after death, when the neshama is no longer part of the guf, it doesn't, it's not already a chilek of the, what's the, the, the uh, cycle of Torah and mitzvahs. And that's what Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah means, that this is a novel idea that he says that only three of them count as kapara. He talks about kapara, atonement, simply to speak, uh, you know, any way that atonement is, atonement is achieved. That's why he counts also the one that is achieved after death. Because even in that case, the neshama achieves at atonement after death. At least after it leaves the guf. He is talking about how kapara is a component of tshuva how it pertains to tshuva, to being the purpose and the goal of tshuva. Or you say to Mazur, even more one could say, or as a part of tshuva is venake, the, the Torah says that Hashem cleanses, one, through tshuva, Hashem cleanses the one that does tshuva. So in other words, he's talking about how the cleansing or the atonement is a part of the, of the or an important part of tshuva. That's why he only includes three of them. Only the ones where the atonement is reached in life. Because that is the main accomplishment of mitzvahs in general that it's done while a person is alive and the same with tshuva can only be done when a person is alive and therefore the important part of achieving atonement through tshuva which is such an important component of tshuva only the ones that are reached and accomplished in life only those count as chaluk kapar and the river is in tshuva and therefore in tshuva as the name indicates with Alter, it talks about atonement as it pertains to being a part of Tshuva. That's why he only mentions three. And he doesn't even mention Chil Hashem, he doesn't even allude to it. Doesn't, he cuts it off at the Tshuva because there he talks about how Kapara is an important and fundamental part of the goal of Tshuva. And therefore, since it's not being reached in life, it doesn't count. It does. It's not part of this discussion. Abigeres Tshuva. Tes kishem v'tshuva v'intshuva zaneferan Just like in tshuva itself, there are these two components, which is on the one one component is tshuva atzma the tshuva itself as ikris mekanal lahaba, which is a forward-looking type thing that you take upon yourself for the future. And then the second component, Shleimus HaTshuva, which is the full picture of Tshuva, which, uh, with all its components, which brings the Tikkun which also brings the atonement for the past. Azoi, Izus, Benigei, the mitzvah from Vidu, the same is also, can be seen in the mitzvah of confession. 
Because thus is as we said before that the idea of, of vidui is how one expresses the feelings that you have in your heart of tshuva in words, verbally so therefore also in vidui you have these two components number one, the ike mitzvah vidui the main component of vidui is the zogn chatasi is simply to state I sinned because in other words just stating yes I sinned and I no longer will sin that's the main component of Vida because that's the main component of Tshuva because he, by recognizing that what he did his behavior till now was sinful what that means is it was sinful, and therefore, from now on, you can't do that anymore. But that doesn't really capture regret for the past. Saying chatasi doesn't capture regret for the past. For a mitzvah chatasi, because when you say simply chatasi, as we said before, that this, for the most part, it means inadvertent sin. He doesn't acknowledge, he doesn't accept that he did it with deliberate, with intent. As it is that it's, it's, it is his fault. All he's recognizing is, yes, I was the one that was instrumental in causing a negative thing to happen. But is it my fault? I didn't even do it knowingly. I didn't. I didn't even know that it was a sin, and so on. But he acknowledges that through him happened something which was negative. Somebody that uh, we violated the will of Hashem. And even for doing that, he can have all kinds of excuses, and there are ways in justifying even that. So therefore, chet doesn't really capture regret for the past. And since he doesn't feel at fault, therefore it doesn't really bring any regret for the past. You have all kinds of justification and you see it as not even being your fault, so it's not really regretful. Chatasi doesn't capture real regret. It captures more, I understand that things have to change. That's what it means. Then there is the second component, Shlemus for Mitzvah the perfection, the more thoroughness of Vidui. As a drikt ois in Dibur's and Shlemus a that he expresses in words the full picture of his Tshuva, Charot Alavar, which includes regret for the past as well. Bizladas Kama, and according to certain opinions, as we've said before, it's about Mechila by Alzeh, by Mebishner, it includes also asking for forgiveness from Hashem. So that's for that, you need to have already Avisi Pashaiti. So we understand why by saying chatasi you can already fulfill the basic mitzvah of tshuva even for the sins that you committed knowingly. Because by saying chatasi what you're doing is accomplishing what the Torah, uh, the basic 
concept of tshuva which is to stop doing the mitzvah for the future. But if you want to capture harat alover, you're going to have to include the other the other l'shenis as well, a much more thorough vidui as the Rambam articulates it fully. Yud, ale inyonim for nigla de teira, everything that we find in nigla de teira, which is gufei teira, which is the body of teira, zaynef habundun mit nishmasa deiraiz are also connected to the soul of teira, noch many even more so, zeven nishtalshul fun inyonim bepnimi is benishmasa teira. In fact, it works the other way. These things originate in their soul, in the uh, inner dimension of Teira, and from that they evolve into the body of Teira. And the, is the fun movement, so therefore we understand, as the Tzvei Shittas in Braise, that these two opinions in the Braise, Gimel and Dalet, Chilukah whether there are three or four categories of atonement, is the Dugmas and Bepnimis we can find a similar idea as expressed in the inner dimension of Torah, pi Kabbalah v'chsidis, according to Kabbalah and v'chsidis. What is that? Veng ditzvei misparim gimel and dalet, in regards to the two numbers, three and four, zok the tzemach tzedek. The tzemach tzedek explains, as in kelim, zanifaran gimel b'chinis, that in kelim, there are three levels, three, yeah, levels. But in oiris, dalet b'chinis, in oiris, there are four levels. Three of those levels of Eires are the ones that integrate into the Kalim, because there are three uh, levels of Kalim. There are corresponding three levels of Eires, which integrate into the Kalim. So that's the three levels of Eires. And the fourth Daga of Eires, that Eir, which transcends being able to integrate into Kalim. The fire of veteran oilum is getailed the clawless and dry dargas. That's why oilumus in general are divided into three categories, which are Briyatsirivasiya. Those are the oilumus nivrayim. That's what we call the created worlds. While oilumus is in Yanam Kalim, because in, as a as a general idea, oilumus are the what represents Kalim. They are Kalim. Oilis are that which transcends oilumus. The oilumus are Kalim. On Atsilus was Ikri is Iris. Atsilus, which for the most part is Iris, the Kalim are barely discernible there, whether at all. Gate Nishtarain and Dominion, therefore, Atsilus is not in the count of the three Eulamis. That stands above the Eulamis. While Pisa, Velnzai Fashtandik, the Tsvei Shitus Rab Masim Achorush and Rabbalaz Ben Azariah. Based on this, we can understand the two opinions of Rab Masim Achorush and Rabbalaz Ben Azariah. At least from the inner dimension, a state in Kabbalah. Kabbalah tells us as the Dalit Chuluke Kaparas I connect the Dalit Elamis that the four categories of atonement represent the four worlds of Atzilus Bri Yitzira Asiya, Mitzesesa Asiya, the the earth, the first level Mitzesesa corresponds to the world of Asiya, Mitzes Loisesa corresponds to Yitzira. Krisus and Mrs. Bezden corresponds to Bria, and Chil Hashem corresponds to Atzilus. Rab Masi Machorish read Vegen Oir Vosis in Dem Zaneferande Dalad Bechinis. So Rab Masi Machorish is addressing these things as they are expressed in the world of Oir, in the, in the levels of Oir. That's why he has four levels. That's why he counts four levels. As the Tzemach Tzedek said, there are four levels of Oir. 
When Rabbi Lozim and Kalim, he talks about Kalim. That's why he only lists three levels. And he doesn't count which is in the world of Atzilus because he's talking only about what happens in Eilamis, in the Kalim. In the Kalim, there are three categories. Chil Hashem doesn't count. And therefore, um, Rabbi Lozim and Azariah doesn't, ex- doesn't count, at least in the way the Alter Rebbe explained it. And we st- the Rebbe explained it in the Alter Rebbe, not the answer of the Mashah, but the answer of the Akedah. And that fits with the explanation that was given in the Nigla world. According to the opinion of Rabbi Lazar, as a rechant nishchil Hashem, v'alzayin miruk is durch misa that he doesn't list, he doesn't count chil Hashem as one of the chalukah parah because the atonement is only reached through death. But in the shomim gul ver nimshach, v'alzayin in the dugma from oiris unkelim, because the whole idea is pertains to oiris in kelim. That's what Rabbi Lazar Menazariah talks about: how the oiris are integrated into the kelim. And that only happens when the neshama is in the guf. And there, therefore, an atonement which is achieved after death, when the neshama leaves the guf, doesn't really play into what the Rebbe Lezim and Azari is talking about, which is eiris in kelim. Neshama eiris in guf kelim. Doz vaserechat nishchil l'ashem tzlidem vazaymiruk is durch misa. So the reason that he doesn't list chil l'ashem because the atonement uh, for that is only achieved after death, he sees and the Guf once the Shama leaves the Guf, is This fits well with the explanation as Kabbalah gives it, as Chil Hashem is Mitzah Atzilus, that Chil Hashem pertains to Atzilus, which is an Oir, Atzilus we know, is Oiris which are beyond being able to be Nislavish and Kalim, so everything fits nicely the explanation in Nigla as it fits with how these things are explained in Kabbalah. Yudalev. So it's a Geret Friyer. But, however, we mentioned before, all the way in the beginning, because the rest, of, the Yisiche, basically the explanation was all according to the explanation of the Akedah. But there was also mention earlier that in the Yerushalmi and Leit is and that the Masha also sees this as what the Bavli means to say he says the opposite that Rabbi Lozim and Azariah the reason that he only mentions three is because he, le- he counts only the f- last one but he leaves out the first one he leaves out the Mitzvah because he says it's not, uh, it's since Shuvah goes with all of them, and over there there's no need for any other atonement other than Shuvah, therefore he doesn't list that one. Which is the exact opposite of what we just explained now according to Kabbalah. In Oysis of Kabbalah now, which would, how would that match with Kabbalah? He only lists the world of Atzilus Brin Atzilus pertains to, we said, pertains to Chil Hashem. And the Asiya, which pertains to Mitzvah that's the one he doesn't list. Well, Nish Asiya, what says the Tshuva is connected. Is the beer in them? So, how do you explain that? They explain that it's because everything fit nicely the opposite way. That Atsilus 
is not listed, but the, uh, the lower levels are listed, fits well with three and four. But now we're saying the opposite, we're turning the whole thing on its head. Is the beer in them the misparim gimelun dalid is when amol ech mevayer the lekel elsif yud that the numbers three and four are sometimes explained not like we just explained from the tzemach tzedek. So differently, the schum gimel vaistef oiris sometimes it's explained the opposite that the number three relates to oiris when the dalid is of kelim and the four relates to kelim the opposite of what the tzemach tzedek explained. Kiyadua tells her the Esosphiris and how does he how is it explained in the opposite way? We know that the uh, tail, uh, the ten spheres are divided into four uh, four categories. There is Chachma, Bina, Zah, which includes the the general uh, Midas, all the Midas, and Malchus. Those are the four the four ways in which the ten spheres are, are categorized. The erste drei beginners seine beginners mashpia. The first three levels, Chachma, Bina, and Zah, they are the the masculine. They are mashpia. And Malchus is beginners makabel. Malchus receives from the higher levels, as is well known that Malchus less lamagamal klum. It has nothing of its own. It merely transmits that what that which it receives from the higher levels. Like speech, Malchus is associated with speech. Speech has nothing other than relating what's in your mind, what's in your heart. Because the fad is Ikara Kalim and Malchus, and that's why Kalim is associated with Malchus, because that's the Mashpia, that's what the, the Makabal, it passes it on. It receives and passes on. Lafiza, Vaisen the Gimel Eshta Bechinus Chachma Bina Zah, if Eiris Mashpia. So according to this counting and the way we divide it now, so the first three, which is Chachma Bin and Zah, they express Oiris, which is the Mashpia. On the Bechina Haraviyas, the fourth level, which is Malchus, is Oif Kalim, the Kabbal, they indicate Kalim. So over here, the numbers are the opposite. Three relates to the Mashpiyim, the Oiris, four relates to the Kalim. Nazoi Oich. It's in the same. It's, it's also in the same way. You can put it, lay it out in the same way in Eilimus. As we said before, that the four levels correspond to the four Eilimus. So it's, it, it can be divided in that way too. The misper gimul atzilus that the three relate to the first three atzilus Not like before we said and atzilus is separate. On the mechap, on the misperdalid, and the number four is if alafir elimus eichasia. Four captures all the four elimus, including also asia. Kumtois, as eich the misper from gimel chalukah parasha beyershalmi. That also the three, the separation of three categories of kapara, which we find in yershalmi, will mitzaseh kenegda asia vet nishgerechent. Where the way it's seen over there. The, fir, the, mitz, the first one, Asiya, Mitzvah which is Asiya, is not listed. It only counts um, the last one. The Chil Hashem. Is Masim Alti Kabbalah. can also fit with the Kabbalah vision. Because in this counting, in the way it's laid out this way, the th- number three pertains to Atzilus Bri Yitzira and leaves out Asiya. And that's why mitzvahsa is not counted. Those connect them. Zaynechil Hashem Kriusus Mitzvah Bezn or Mitzvah Loisasa, which 
the corresponding listing of the categories of atonement is Chil Hashem, Keneged Atzilus, Krisus and Mrs. Bezden, Keneged Bria, and Mitzvah Loisas, Keneged Yitzira, and Asiya, which is Keneged Mitzvah is not counted. Yud base. Allah Pirushim Fatayra Velchazani be inyan echazani shaykh zelazet. And since every explanation, every interpretation in Tayra which are in the same matter are connected to each other, is Al Pizad, it's Fay Pirushim Anal, Simit Nishloisha Hain, as Israel, Lazav and Azariah Shail Chilla Shem Atzilas. Whether you see it that with, by saying three, Rabbi Lazav and Azariah means to eliminate Chilla Shem corresponding to Atzilas. Other Mitzasasa, see, or whether he means to eliminate. At the other end, and even though they would seem to be contradictory explanations, working with the exact opposite extremes, but they are related to each other. On the pasuk which mentions barasiv yitzartiv afasisiv, which count, which lists. The three worlds of Bria, Tzira, and Asiya. Shtetan, look what the Torah, look what the Torah says. As mitten vart af, when he adds the word af, I also did it. Meaning af is loshen riboy. Af means also something more. It's coming to include something more. Is the pasuk marbe nochan inyan vasis hechafum barasi? It comes to add something more. And what is that more? Something which is transcends, goes higher even than barasi. It goes back even before the level of barasi. Which is bechinas atzilus af is coming to include atzilus. When the ribui from af stayed by the asisiv dafke, why then does the word af stay, say by asisiv? Why is it connected to asisiv if it means to go back to before bria to atzilus? The reason is valgili atzilus kum dur der avodif nasiyah dafke because how is one able to draw down reveal atzilus? Only through what happens in Asiya, only through the Aveda, the Torah Mitzvah that we do in Asiya, are we able to reveal Atzilus. That's why Af is written in connection with Asiya, Asisi. When Dosid the Shaykhus from the Beide Perushim and that's the connection, that's how we see them coming together. Well, Dafka Asiya is Fabunimat because even though one is talking about the, uh, what's represented in Asiya, one is talking about what's represented in Atzilus. But the two are connected. Atzilus and Asiya are very much connected, as we see from this pasuk, and that's why they they seem different, but they tie into each other because of the deep connection that exists between Atzilus and Asiya. Yud Gimel. The Yisaidim is Eishlema. We can go even further on this matter. The Shaiches from the Beit Perushim is the connection between these two ex- divergent explanations. Nishnor in the Fetn is not only in the fourth category, which which one is Rabalazar Benazariya eliminating? Is it Atsilus or Asiya? So in other words, the whole thing only revolves around those two, Atsilus or Asiya. But the two middle ones don't seem to be affected by this whole discussion. So no, it's not so. Nor but it also pertains to the three categories that he does count. So says the Gimel Bechinus was Vaisen of Kalim. In other words, the three levels which in which address Kalim. Kepirish Admirazak and Bavli. Zayne Fabunim mit the Gimel Bechinus was Zayne Maramas of Oyres Vinyu Shalmi. 
So those three levels, which the way the Al Tareb explains it, that it's uh, it's pertaining to the to the Kalin. That's how we explained it earlier. That the the, the number three relates to Kalin, and according to the way the Mashal says it, or the way the Yashalmi says it, that those three levels pertain to the Iris, because he reconfigured that the Iris are three and the Kalim are four. So even in regards to those three, it also, they come together. The beard in them, to explain it. Bring there in Pardas, in regards to the number, that there's 13 attributes of mercy. So the Pardas explains the number 13. What is, how does, what does the th- number 13 indicate? So he explains it in two different ways. Number one, the first way is, the The number 10 is addressing the 10 spheres of Atsilus. The minion gimel, and then the, the, the three in addition to the 10, 13. It goes on three levels, uh, which are transcends are higher than Atsilus. A second explanation is Yud Spheres. The ten pertains to the ten spheres, and the Gimel is the Gimel Elamis Biyashul Matzilus, and the three pertain to the three Elamis Abri Yitzir and Asiyah, which are lower than Atzilus. When the Tzvei Perushins and Masim, so the Tzvei Birurma Nal and Gimel and Dalit, these two explanations, which explain the opposite, in other words, are the three additional ones above Atzilus or below Atzilus. It ties in well with the ex- two explanations that we said before about three or four, where the three pertains to the iris or to the kalim, and the dalid, the four, to the iris or the kalim. The S is spheres that silas tells in the Vichinus canal, because the ten spheres of Atsilas divide in the same way. Is l- <coughs> uh, that sorry that the, the ten spheres of Atsilas divide into four, as he explained before. Is Leuten Ashton Pirush as mit Gimel Vert Gemein the Tlas Roshin Roshin Shulamayla Matzilus according to the interpretation about the thirteen attributes of uh, mercy that the three represent that which is higher than Atzilus Kumtois as Gimel is Hechafundalit so it comes out that the number three is something higher than four three is even higher than four four um, explains Atzilus the three is something which is higher than that. According to the second interpretation, three, which pertains to the three lower worlds, is lower than Dalit, lower than the four. State of them in them in So Chsidus addresses this as There is no argument between the two interpretations. Because where does Biyah come from? Biyah comes from the three levels which transcends, which are higher than Atsilas. Because they're higher than Atsilas, that's why they're able to create something lower than Atsilas. Atsilas itself wouldn't be able to create, to bring out something which is lower. As we know very well that uh, the Rebbe explained many times that that which is the highest is able to create the lowest. So in other words, Chassidus says that the three things which are above, the three levels which are above Atzilus tie into the three levels which are below Atzilus. 
So based on this, it comes out. That there are two interpretations of what three represents. Gimel was vaist of kalim, where the gimel show indicates kalim, or the gimel was vaist of iris, or that the three represents iris. Sinus shayel zelazer actually intertwined with each other. The other rabbi, to the contrary, amitis inin If you want to know what the real meaning of oir is, thus is in ganzen hechaf and kalim. What does oir? Which true uh, the the real meaning of oir is that it transcends kalim. What does that mean? The true level of Eir is not what's in Atzilus, but that which transcends Atzilus, that which is not even able to uh, infiltrate into Atzilus, integrate into Atzilus. And how do you get to that Eir, the true level of Eir? That's only through the three, when the three Kalim which you the three as expressed in Kalim, which are the Bri, Yitzira, Asiyah, only there can you reach to the true level of Eiris, which completely transcends Kalim. Yudalit. Kishem v'digimul oinam as biyaz and a fabunim mititlas rosh roshim shulamaylam atzilus. Just like the, uh, he just explained, the three worlds of biyah are connected to the three levels which transcend atzilus. Azoy is oich, by the Gimel Chaluk Kapara. The same is true also for the three categories of Kapara. Vasinyonim is Kapara Tzuanashama Beguv Dafke, which as we expressed, that they mean atonement for the Neshama as it is in the Guf. That's why Rabbi Lozman doesn't include Chil Hashem, because that only is achieved after death. As is an Fabunim Mitadarge, Vasis Hechefun, the Dalad Bechinus Neshama, and Aran Chai. The reason that there are three is because what it means is they transcend the four levels of the neshama. Generally, the neshama, as it's in the gulf, is divided into, or at least as relate to the gulf, is divided into four categories. Nefesh, ruach, neshama, chaya. So these transcend that. Norvizi is in mufshetus ma'aguf, ma'kivarachik, yechideh. So therefore the so these three levels, which are connected to the neshama as it is in the guf, don't relate to the four levels of the neshama, which are the four levels of nefesh neshama chaya, which are the parts of the neshama which relate, whether internally bepnimius or makif akarev or a close makiv, which is chaya. So these three levels do not re- relate to those four dargas, but rather to the level of the neshama as it is removed from the body. Makif arachik, the distant makif, which is yechida. Bizvi, ziz ain't mit yachid, that yechida is one with yachid, meaning one with Hashem, it's completely tied up in Hashem. Nitzutz nivra mit nitzutz bayre, the spark of the created, which is connected to the spark of the creator. That's what yechida is, kaviyachl. So the three because they have to be connected to the gulf what that means is that they are connected to something which transcends even the neshama it's the part of the neshama which is so removed from the gulf that it's tied in directly with the nitzitz of the creator 
because it's only through the Avedah of the Neshama as it is in a guf. Un kiyam a mitzvah begashmi is dafke and the fulfillment of mitzvahs with physical material. Ukanal sifches azayich mitzvah tshuva davgetam veren v'yalim mitzvah neshama beguf dafke and as he explained that because of this, just as all mitzvahs have to be done neshama beguf, so also the neshama. Sorry, the the kapara which is achieved through tshuva also has to be achieved neshama beguf. Vert uvgeton an aliyah in the neshama hecher vizis given fire yirida. It's only through this that the neshama can reach a level higher than it was before it came into the neshama, before it came into the guf. The part of the neshama which is directly tied in with yachid, the yachida which is tied into yachid. Hechef from Bechinus Tahiri Yatsilus, even higher than what's called Tahiri Yatsilus, it's only yachida, that's where it needs to reach.